is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. All right. I'm ready for summer to, to start rolling in. Let's, let's do it. It's time. Let's do it. Tis the season. Oh, my gosh. Tis been a crazy season. So, Old buddy's back on the show here. Oh, I was like me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know I've been traveling, but like I'm, I'm uh, old no, buddy. Steve Feinberg. Steve Feinberg. Hey, look, besides you and I, Steve's been on the show the most. Right. Right. But he's not alone today. He is with the amazing founder, CEO, mastermind behind a. I mean, it's called Wellness. The number four, every, and the number one. So Wellness for Everyone. Allison Rootberg is making huge changes in the way students can have accessibility to fitness, to wellness, both physically, mentally, in schools that's starting around the country and has devoted the last over a decade to implementing programs of dance and box and yoga and cooking and not just for kids, but you know, for staff and, uh, you know, through grants and donations and sponsorships and, you know, some PTAs. And it, it's, re- it's, it's really amazing what she's been able to do. It's, it's just, it's really cool work. It's everything that we like, you know, it's physical activity and exercise and mindfulness and, and all that. And it's in with the schools, which is always something that we've been a part of and, and, uh, you know, done ourselves and, and she's really got it going and they have really have it going, uh, you know, focusing on, uh, Chicago area, Mm -hmm. right. Lots going on there. And then New York and New Jersey as well. And, and growing and growing and growing, uh, donations she says are made by everyone from uh, college students to corporations, uh-huh. right? Everyone has an opportunity to uh, to donate and uh, you know be a part of this and you know use some of your money to provide uh, uh, you know wellness for everyone and uh, they take it and they you know assign it to a kid, a child that is going to be able to benefit from it and uh, you know using their programming. It's fantastic. And a lot of it is for underserved schools. We have to say that too. And Allison is going to talk all about her. Her why as a former professional dancer. And I mean, she's got a great background as well. And she didn't even go into as much as how cool she is. Um, (laughs) But, you know, she, of course, stumbled and and met, you know, speedball Steve Feinberg. And, um, you know, she has been talking with him for a while about, you know, she's done a really great job launching Chicago and in Illinois and is so passionate about this you know, wants to expand this and and is now expanding it to New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. And then, you know, eventually this is something her goal is really around the country mm. to nationwide bring this to, you know, bring this to schools, bring some joy, some movement um, to kids that, I mean, for real, if, if we don't need a little bit of joy and a little bit of social emotional stuff going on right absolutely. now, I cannot even listen to the news because it's really, it's really sad. It's absolutely sad. And, and honestly, you know what I've thought of all that I think of when I think of like what's going on in the world and whatnot. And you say it all the time. You're like, can we just like love these kids a little more? A little can we more. just like, like just love them. Give them a chance. Because they, they're definitely not loving themselves. That's for sure. So is is maybe we can all as a, I don't know, group, people, society, like let's have this domino effect of like, hey, tell someone that you're proud of them. I tell mean, someone it, it, they're meaningful and they're worth it. it you know, If we can't get behind all. the kids, then we got to reexamine the way things are. Facts. I don't know. I've been on like a major diatribe of like love each other more and, and tell each other you're important. And, you know, I mean, we can... We can think about the negative or we can focus on the beauty of everyone. And that's what I think we're, we need to do. And this is exactly what, you know, that message, I think it's very timely to have Allison talk about this because 
This is so important. And that's wellness, the number four, everyone.com, right? Wellness for everyone. Really think you're going to like this one. Be sure to check out the website. Listen up here. And uh, Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast. Here we go. Another phenomenal episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. And we are getting ready for summer. Brian, how are you feeling? I feel good. We got a double header uh, guest here today. We got Power Crazies. Power, Power Crazies. Crazies. And, um, well, one of them is, you know, we were just talking off air about winning the most awards for being um, the the most on air with the fit crazies most frequent guests most frequent guests and you know what that's a big honor steve feinberg because uh, my two fit crazies rewards account to reflect uh-huh. my loyalty please <laughs> okay we're working on that we'll put the banner in the uh-huh. uh, in the rafters already <laughs> and the amazing allison rootberg Welcome to the show, your very first debut with the Two Fit Crazies. How are you doing, Allison? I'm awesome. Very excited to be representing Chicago on this podcast. So we've got Jersey, New York, and Chicago with us today. And I have to say, Allison, even though she's not showing it just yet, is probably one of the most excited people that, <laughs> like, and most energetic that I've come across in quite a while. And I love it. I love the fact that you have a dial, Allison, and you just, you're passionate and you turn it up and you're unapologetic and you're like, this is me. (laughs) I'm so excited. So I am so excited to have crossed paths with you through our lovely friend, Steve, obviously, Um, Mr. Matchmaker Networker over here. Um, But that's life, right, Steve? It's my favorite part about life, as a matter of fact, is connecting people and having people who know what type of people they want to be aligned with profit from each other and having rising tides constantly raising all boats around me. I just want to surf. <laughs> so let's get back to that in a second. But Allison, you are the founder of Wellness for Everyone. And the four is a number four. And the one is actually the number one. I just want to clarify that for everyone who's, you know, Googling, like, what is this? How do I find it? Wellness, the number four, every, and then one. Because please tell us what the heck this is because it's so important. So Wellness for Everyone was founded in Chicago. And in the beginning, we were just focusing on providing programming to Chicago public schools. There's a huge need, and most people are aware that arts programming has lots of benefits for students, but we're really spreading awareness about the most underserved um, department of every school, which is physical education. So we get students excited about physical activity. We focus on social-emotional learning. We provide everything from dance to boxing, yoga, meditation, cooking classes, And as our programming grew from Chicago to New York to New Jersey, I um, now have the pleasure of working with Steve and Christine every week. And we anticipate that this programming will spread across the entire country because wellness is for everyone and we want everyone to be a part of this. So the programming primarily is pre-K through high school, but we have been providing programming to staff and families now as well. And we don't discriminate. Everybody deserves to have some wellness. So what's what's the why? How did 
how the heck, and you know, we'll get into all the nuts and bolts of how this works and the programs and who teaches this stuff, because obviously you haven't cloned yourself into a million people to teach, nor has Steve or myself or anyone else to just be everywhere all the time. But what was the the reasoning behind this? What tell us about your background getting to this point? Yeah, I feel like it's a lifelong journey. I started dancing when I was three years old. My grandma was also a professional dancer. So I'm like, it's in my blood. And I um, have always been very passionate about the arts and went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So my undergraduate degrees are in dance and technology. I went to California Institute of the Arts for grad school. And so I was on this professional artist path and pursued my career as a dancer and a choreographer. And it was awesome. But then I was sitting on my friend's futon in New York and she's known me since I was like five. And I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to do something else. So I started to transition into arts education and arts advocacy. And I started working in the Los Angeles school districts And when I realized how powerful this work was and how impactful it was, I knew this was what I was meant to do. And I always knew I would come home. I'm originally from Chicago. I was like, I always knew I'd come back here. Uh, There's over 650 public schools in Chicago. So 11 years ago, I dove into the public school systems here. I started teaching. So most of our Uh, programming in Chicago is built on personal relationships. I was teaching in four schools a day and my fitness journey evolved from just dancing to getting yoga certified to running the Chicago marathon twice. And so I, I feel like my why was I saw all the benefits for myself and for my friends and for my colleagues. And I saw that this could easily be a solution for a lot of stress and chaos happening in the public school systems. And I was like, why don't we just share all of this good juju? Like, I don't think there's one runner that wouldn't say when you go on a run, you feel a little bit better. And even if you have a bad run, like you're definitely sleeping better that night. And so these are very simple concepts that have a profound effect And now, no matter how crazy it gets, because Christine and Steve have been working with me for a year now, and it is wild working with public school systems. I go to bed at night, and I like literally can see thousands of little faces, their eyes lighting up, and their smiles. And I know that this is really important. And, and it's so cool that we can keep doing it together and bringing it to more kids. So how does it work? I was like, I, I, I kind of want to pass it over to Steve. Usually I, I tag team some of these answers. <laughs> Steve, do you want to talk about how we get programs in a school? I would be happy to. Um, we verbally abuse principals. And, uh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we, harass? We I was going to say harass we, is pretty much on borderline where I'm at right now. We, can, we consistently contact the powers that be in a variety of schools uh, and we tell them that we have an offer for them for programming and some of our programming is subsidized by school budgets some of it is by state or federal grants uh, and some of it of course is 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 paid for by pta and by by group funds sometimes a variety of ways we can work inside the schools but what we offer them is high quality, inspiring, motivating movement experiences and wellness experiences, arts and enrichment that they wouldn't be privy to otherwise. And then we contract those out and bring in wonderful people who would refer to as teaching artists to either do during day school programs or after school programs or summer camp programs, a variety of different ways that we get involved. And The most important thing, it seems, in building these relationships is to be consistent and relentless as advocates for these kids by constantly contacting and giving whole pieces of information, making sure that 
the people who are in charge are aware of what we really can do for them. And once we're in schools and we've served children, which I had the pleasure of doing virtually from New York to Chicago to children and Nathan Hale during the pandemic from the non-comfort of my living room. Um, and it is such a turn on to see them turn up and light up and see full chat bars and children interacting and doing things in the middle of their day to relieve their stress and get some of their energy out so they're not pent up trying to sit still and listen, but they actually are relaxed enough that they can absorb information. And when the teachers realize that we're good for them and the administration realizes that we're good for them and the children obviously confirm that we're good for them, then we have all the pieces of the pie and we continue to, to spread. And I, like Allison said, I believe that not only wellness is for everyone, but that everyone deserves to be more well and that our programs benefit the parents at home, the adults in charge of the school and the educators. And we barely even market that. But those are also facts and they're fantastic for those who are who are listening here from home today. All right, so I'm a high school uh, admin here, and I'm the superintendent or whatnot, and I'm going to say, we already have PE. Mm-hmm. Why do we need this? I'm devil's advocate. I love what you're doing. Go ahead. Oh, oh. <laughs> PE. Right? Well, I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know where you grew up or what you have experience with now, but I would say that PE has certainly lost its E uh, and has barely kept its P. <laughs> if you look at what some gym classes are these days, All right. I mean, I know what my, my my kids' older brothers and sisters' friends are doing, uh, and it's largely not that physical anymore, and they certainly don't learn how to move. They might learn the basics and protocols of a sport, like how to rotate in volleyball <laughs> or where you stand in baseball maybe how to pass a basketball or a shot. But other than that, those specific things that if you then go JV or varsity or might be scouted, then all of a sudden the coaches pay a lot of attention to you outside of that, outside of being a standout in a team sport. It really doesn't teach you the basics of, uh, of movement dynamics and the developmental stages of movement, like cross laterality and locomotion and those things that, you know, People like Allison, Christine, Brian, you and I understand because we're into the movement science of it all as well, the geeky stuff, which is really fun. But when you introduce things with qualified teaching artists that are passionate about what they do, not people who got a degree in basically protocol management and they hand out curriculum like like a PE teacher is sort of forced to, and you've got a great dance instructor who really powers up when they dance and have full control of their body and space and allows the children to express themselves, even in, a, in an existential sense, not just in movement, but they learn how to control themselves in different vectors and planes. And they learn that movement is fun. And it's something that they'll do for recreation when they go out with friends someday. It has transferred activities of daily life or martial arts. And they learn that they can be empowered and protect themselves and that they have this incredible confidence that wells from that type of movement or the Zen and serenity that comes with yoga and not just the fact that they'll be more mobile and more flexible and have less issues with potential injury from whatever sports they do end up playing later. I think that we are an incredible over-the-top complement and a necessary part of anyone's movement journey and that it should start really early. All right. As and I super- also wanted to clarify and, and just bring a little bit of awareness that Wellness for Everyone does target schools that are extremely underserved. And we also focus on spreading awareness because I don't think that the average person um, is aware that kids are having recess. And I went in and observed and they're sitting in a computer lab. Recess is not sitting on a computer we led a professional development series for all physical education teachers in Chicago. And I had to modify for a handful of teachers that physically were not capable of sitting down on the floor and standing back up. They needed to do chair yoga. They needed um, all sorts of modifications, which we welcome. 
Um, but that is not a leader to me in physical education. And so being able to provide access to new opportunities and resources to these staff, who I'm sure they're wonderful staff, but everybody has their own limitations. And also students deserve access to trying new things. So we launched a field trip series where students were going on field trips to small boutique gyms in Chicago because they've never um, heard of or even experience like what's a TRX, what's a kettlebell. And then it was shocking to me. Um, thousands of students didn't know what a pep rally was because these schools don't have sports teams. They don't have access to learning these skills or having these experiences. So there's a wide range of options. Schools that already have access to programming like this, there's always another angle. There's always another way to look at it. But schools who have nothing, this is really life-changing. I think that's powerful to for those of us, you know, especially our listeners who may be you know, sports enthusiasts, we're fitness enthusiasts, we take for granted that maybe we've had some great mentors and coaches in our lives. Maybe we've had those opportunities and had really good phys ed teachers or, you know, attended schools and had that, just the opportunity to be around people that knew fitness and wellness. And obviously later in our lives, we really honed in on professionals and, and looked to them as mentors. But I do think it's important to remember, you know, right now, a lot of inner city schools, there are still a lot of schools that are taking away their arts budget and realizing that physical education, arts, music, all of this, I mean, cooking and the, some of the classes I got to take in high school were really important, like woodshop. Okay. Woodshop has come in handy so many times in my life. So has metal shop. We had to take those when I was in high school for like quarters. And thank you. I mean, HOMAC, I should have paid better attention. I feel like I still am struggling there. But there were opportunities that people don't get. And what I think is so powerful about what you're doing is being relentless and saying, listen, this needs to happen. And what I would love for you to talk about is what, you know, how does this affect the kids like in a big picture? Because some people are like, well, I didn't have, you know, phys ed and, or I don't think it really matters that much. What is it that you see, you know, wellness for everyone, the kids get to experience this in their schools. What does that lead to? I mean, just off the top of my head, the first thing I'm thinking of is it leads to high school graduation, Mm. like kids who want to go to school And this is something that we were seeing a lot when we transitioned to virtual learning. Um, All of our schools, because we we have a lot of different partners. And so some programs were only running two two classes a week for second grade. And some schools have programming for every kid, kindergarten through eighth grade. But when we transitioned to virtual, all of our school partners were like, we need your help. Because in virtual learning... The kids can just turn off their screen. They don't have to show up. And what was really fascinating is dance and yoga and boxing and even strength training. Like you don't need a lot of space. You don't need any equipment. You can do a squat and you can do a push up anywhere. Like those were some of the most life changing moments for me. We've been, I've been doing this work for um, 11 years in Chicago and a few years before that in Los Angeles. And I had never seen a kid doing a squat in a bathtub. I had never seen a kid doing a push-up in a fast food restaurant because it was wherever they could get their internet. And it was really eye-opening watching kids try to do their crunches in their bed. But then it also made me realize, like, you just need a space. And you, you can move your body anywhere. And if you have the tools to learn how to breathe and reflect and focus on what you need in that moment, it's extremely powerful. Uh, you know, SEL is the big buzzword, right? All the, uh, you know, the inf- buzzwords, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, everything, it's, it's not just exercise anymore. Uh, it's not just movement. Um, there's more that goes into it. Uh, is that something that's very much included in what you're doing? 
Absolutely. And all of our programming is actually built upon three pillars. So it's all about developing self-awareness skills, building community, and creating inspiration. And so we have a lot of flexibility to address the unique needs of every student and every school and every teacher, because everyone learns and teaches in a different way. But if the focus is really on social emotional learning, and it's really on like, did the kids leave today and feel joy? Did, do you feel this was something that blows my mind? There's kids in high school who don't talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Like they literally don't talk to each other anymore. It's a result of technology and probably a lot of other things. But in our classes, you have to work together. You have to talk. And so building personal relationships is also a really cool result that we, like we were focused on community building, but we didn't realize um, that the need was so extreme. Um. When and I just, I'd like to go. drop some knowledge on top of that. Drop because, it. Um, we were talking about, boom, we were talking about, um, you know, how the different benefits that, that the kids experience from our programming versus just a mm-hmm. PE program. And there was a really, really sad, scary statistic that Allison and I talked about during the pandemic where like eight to 14 year old girls, like one out of three or one out of four were showing signs of clinical depression from the digitization of sociology, the isolation plus the, uh, you know, the glorification of, of aesthetics and of certain types of communication on social media, it was like a, like a, a venomous combination and that kids were really sad, you know, and they, they weren't being social and they weren't happy and it was a, a difficult change of lifetime. And I think that that has a lasting effect on a generation and we immediately saw better moods, more attention span, kinder uh, behavior to each other, even in our virtual programming. I can't imagine what it would have been like if we were able to be outside and be face-to-face with the kids, how much better they would have felt. But the, the, the beyond the building of the community, the uplifting of the mood and the lightening of the spirit and people just fire on more cylinders when they are a happier, healthier person when they get their dose. I like to say D-O-S-E, right? Dopamine, oxy, uh, oxytocin, serotonin, and um, and adrenalines and, and ephedrines. And endorphins. All endorphins. Yeah, endorphins. There you go. I'm like, I'm <clears> not going to even. That get all that stuff flowing in them. So we, we found we served in a critical time. We got even more data about how important it is to get kids moving, heart rate up, thinking clearer, more participatory. Uh, it's fantastic. I, uh, I I have the group from uh, the school that comes over to my gym twice a week, and they're um, autistic kids mostly, special needs kids. So a little a little different, but definitely the kids that don't mix in well with the PE class. That's for sure. And and they are just everything you just mentioned. The whole it's a, it's an attitude adjustment for them. They come in. We work out. We do all sorts of stuff. They push sleds. We do battle ropes. They they can uh, pick up uh, pick up things and put them down and uh, just whatever it is. They ride the bikes, the ski ergs, the uh, you know the the, uh, the the rowing machines and and everything about it. And uh, it, like you said, it's it's just such a, a game changer for them. And the way that they get along, the way that they cheer for each other, the way that they're supportive of each other, the way that smiles on their face. Um, you know, the feedback we get from the families, uh, and it's, and the teachers and the aides, each one of these kids has an aides. I get the aides on the, on the <laughs> ski ergs and the bikes and, the, and, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just something that they're not getting the other days of the week that they don't come and see me. And it's something that they, you know, they, they are just excited to, they don't feel like they're in school at that moment. Uh, that's for sure. Cause we're blessed and tuned sometimes, sometimes, uh, some of them have sensory issues. So, uh, you know, sometimes we do headphones on classes and things like that, but, um, uh, you know, I, I, I love everything. And, and these are, these are the feelers, right? The, the autistic kids are a little bit different. They, they feel things way more and, and they, they're, they're ready, they're ready to, um, admit what they feel. That's all they know. Uh, they're not into it for aesthetics. They're not into it for looks or, you know, they don't really have an Instagram, so they're not really caught up in all that stuff. Um, but what we're doing is that SEL. They are all SEL, everything that they do. And 
I look at it and I'm like, wow, everyone else is missing out. I can see what their results are in these kids when it happens, you know, like from the mood when they walk in to the mood when they leave. And some of them are, you know, they can be grouchy. Um, and, you know, there's comorbidities. There's diabetics and type 1, you know, situations and things like that. So um, and, and, I, and, I, and I see what you guys are doing here and bringing it to the, you know, the, the uh, other kids in the school uh, that would be a part of it and showing them what they only feel. And it's tremendous. It's, um, it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So as a superintendent, like I mentioned before, who do I write the check out to? <laughs> Wellness for everyone, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to point out one thing that you were bringing to my attention, which is that um, students... I love how I'm like, I had this very profound thought. You asked where to write the check. And then I was like, the thought is gone. <laughs> I... <laughs> Money I mean, on your mind. It'll come back to me in a minute. But I was like, I don't, I, it's not about that. It's so much more. <laughs> All good. So I'll let you know on that. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Time. No, it's, you know, and, and it's something that, um, and even, you know, middle school kids that I bring in after hours and all she those things. She's she found it. it. She found it. She's got it. She's got it. She's hysterical. Thought bubble. My thought was about the space to make a mistake. So it was perfect because I just made a mistake. And I feel like our programming allows opportunity for laughter and allows opportunity with no stress to make a mistake. When you're learning a new dance routine and choreography, you're not going to get it right on the first try. And so we encourage and, and give firsthand experience for students to make mistakes, to laugh with each other, to have opportunities to do things that in a whole other um, category would be frowned upon. But in, in these programs, they really have the freedom to be themselves, to make the choices, to do whatever they want. Um, that's something that always comes up in our assessments and our reflections is the kids were like, I got to do whatever I wanted. Like, <laughs> and they might have only got to do whatever they wanted for 10 seconds, but it's really empowering for them to get to make their own choices. You know, and I also- Christine knows me well enough to yeah. know that I have uh, a host of I have a phrase for every occasion, uh, and I'm very big on being able to drop a line that sticks in someone's mind, and sometimes you'll leave it rhyme. And one of my favorites I say to people all the time is, your first punch is your worst punch. And so it's all, it's all up, it's all good from there. It's all uphill. Every punch you throw after your first punch, which is your worst punch in your life, will be a little better, no matter what. And then it it's permission to accept light degrees of failure and not be daunted by that failure. And that is so powerful because if you're trying to build resiliency in a lifetime, you got to reinforce that falling off the horse thing. Reinforce the fall off the horse because your first punch is your worst punch. And then you just keep plugging away. And that's what we do. We bring the opportunity and create the safe space for these kids. It's beautiful. The, the thing I was going to say um, before with coming in and, and as someone who taught in the schools for 15 years with, you know, I've taught in a lot of different schools from, you know, the affluent to the, you know, there was, um, you know, one of the schools where I taught was, you know, very low performing where the government steps in and overtakes it, you know, very high MS-13 presence and whatnot. And those kids needed something more than any other. And that's something I I wish sometimes, I've said this to both of you before, that I just want to reach out and shake people sometimes. Because I'm like, do you understand what this could do for your kids or your staff and the morale and the culture? And a, I don't know, a week or so ago, I was in, I was in a school and I did a little, um, you know, a little program for them and you know, I'd said to the teachers, I said, I love doing what I do now because as a teacher with this background, I get to now come in like a grandparent, right? I get to come in with my excitement and stir everything up and get everyone excited for living and moving and, and their mind. And, and then I give them back and here you go. 
you know, I've, I've given you, and maybe they're a little bit more excited. Maybe they're a little bit, ah, but they need that. And, you know, even I remember saying, I'm like, you know, you shouldn't be sitting. Like, I hate being confined and having to sit and having to just stay. You know, it's like, I'm not a dog. Like, I really don't want to just stay, write, speak. I'm like, woo, okay. Yeah, there's a time and a place, but there's got to be some movement. And even for myself, when I work, I work, I get up and I do something. Work, get up and I do something. That's how your mind works. That's how we think. We become better thinkers, better people. And that's something I hope, 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 hope people are starting to see, especially coming back from the pandemic with all the all the schools of, I don't know if you have seen this too, but a lot of the... A lot of the people I talk to that are still administrators and whatnot are saying, oh, my gosh, the behavioral problems and the, you know, all of this new, you know, <laughs> these new issues of, of, you know, kids who haven't been around each other in the last two and a half years during a developmental part of their life has really started to affect them. So, you know, I just feel like coming in and being someone new and a new perspective and maybe they can talk. Maybe they feel intimidated with someone else and maybe they'll try it with you is I just see that as such a big opportunity. I'd also like to point out that the reason that children like what we do is similar to the reason that one out of every three or four people that walk into a mainstream gym these days are taking a group exercise class. Children are just little adults to be someday. And the answers are always the same. It's fun. There's a group atmosphere and energy, but there's no win or lose. I'm not competing, and I don't have to do it with the other people. I do it next to them. So for people who don't want to play teams and want to have the space for individual achievement and individual degrees of failure like we talked about and have the fun atmosphere and be in a group but not have to do the thing that everybody else is doing or do it at them or do it collectively but doing it sort of cooperatively – that's the allure of the different kinds of classes and movement experiences that we provide. It's non, non win or lose, non team atmosphere, but group and community atmosphere. And that's one of the reasons why I think our methodologies are so successful and a great complement to PE. And trying a variety of new things. I, I know personally, like, some days I want to go to yoga. Some days I want to go on a run. I might need to go to boxing. I might want to go to a cycling class. Well, what if the only thing you ever tried was just one? <laughs> what if you never meditated? Like, how would you know that there's something else to do um, if you've only ever had one option? So sure, it could be really beneficial to go on a run. It could be really beneficial to lift weights, but we encourage our students because we will get pushback when they're trying new things. It's scary to try new things. And I, I always tell them, I'm like, you just have to try it and assess, like, how do you feel about this? And then think about why do you feel that way? And it's fascinating to see that if they stick with things, their choices will change and their feelings about it will change. And so to really understand What's that, what is that rooted in? And how, how do you make decisions for yourself each day? Do you need to be more energized today or do you need to calm down? How often are you in the schools? Are, are you in the schools mostly? Is it mostly virtual still? Um, we actually only have two virtual programs right now. And we have uh, about 150 classes running a week. Wow. So we're in the schools every day. It's fantastic. So most, most kids are getting class one hour a week, once a week, which is good. It's an improvement from before, but I mean, wouldn't it be great if they had it every day? (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm putting something out here. So if, you know, obviously you have a bunch of sponsors, right? And there's people that can, you know, sponsor some of these programs. If you go to your website, there's a whole like slew of, you know, companies or whatever, is that, so anyone listening right now, if they're like, oh my gosh, how awesome would it be to sponsor a group or sponsor a school? How would they do that? I mean, it could be an individual, it could be a business, it could be anything, right? So what do they do? Yeah, and we 
we literally have people sponsoring from college students <laughs> to large corporations. And when we developed our business model, we made it extremely affordable. So it only costs $4 per student per class. So um, really anyone, and when you go on our website, it'll, it'll let you fill out a little survey. Um, if you just want to sponsor one student a month, or you want to sponsor a whole classroom or a whole school, uh, there's really unlimited opportunities. And I just wish that our world was a little safer because I literally have every kid's name and grade and could tell you exactly where your money is going. But publicly, we can't do that because we need to protect the identities of the students as well. Um, but there's images shared and updates made daily on Facebook and Instagram. And anybody who wants to get involved in your involvement really could be anything from donating money to donating time to donating product. Um, we host monthly fundraising events at local gyms and um, put together swag bags of wellness products. And so there really are kind of endless opportunities to partner and get involved because this really is about bringing everyone together. Wellness for everyone. I, I just love that because I, I want people to know that this is not just, you know, you can be involved as well. Maybe people don't understand how do I do this or how do I help or I would love this in my, in my kid's school and how do I go about doing that and, you know, that's a great way to say, hey, listen, what's awesome is if a company wants to sponsor, you want to sponsor classes or a program, you know, hey, I want to do it in my daughter's school. Oh, by the way, daughter's school, this is free. I have a free program that, you know, we can do. I mean, who doesn't love free when <laughs> when it, you come to writing a budget, um, you know, if, and then who knows? Who knows how, how that may take off? But that's really really exciting. And I do want you to um, tell all of our listeners as well to kind of take them through um, on the website, what can they find to find out more information? Like what exactly is on there? So the website breaks things down um, into school programming and we also provide corporate wellness programming. So that was something we didn't really talk a lot about in the podcast today. But originally, um, in our first <laughs> launch, we were providing a lot of corporate wellness programs that were directly connected to our school programs. With the pandemic, the, the focus has uh, dramatically shifted to focusing on schools and students because the need became stronger and bigger and consuming. But we do still offer corporate wellness programming. So there are options pre-K through high school. Those programs are arts and um, social emotional learning, which would include yoga and meditation and mindfulness, and then um, physical education. And we also now offer a culinary arts cooking program as well. And then these exact same programs are also offered for adults. And we did um, actually a really successful corporate retreat. We, we usually do a bunch of them around the holidays. And so we'll bring your staff in. They'll experience similar yoga programming. They'll experience a similar cooking class. I mean, all of us can benefit from these different types of opportunities and then we have an events page on our website because we do host monthly fundraising events. Um, the next one coming up is actually a virtual breath workshop. So we try to make it accessible um, to people in every city, but then sometimes because we like being in person too, we do a lot of them in person now as well. And then um, there's an area that will connect you to our GoFundMe so you can directly donate and then a place where you can contact us and let us know about a school you think would be a great fit or um, a company that you think is interested in giving back to their community and, and would want to be more involved in a program like this. 
Allison, how did you, um, can you explain how you and Steve met? Also that. Sure. How did you get involved in this <laughs> tangled web that we weave? Steve hosted a fundraising event for us, a virtual boxing fundraising event. And my my friend Raina, who I've known for years in Chicago, we taught yoga together. Um, she was like, Steve is perfect for this. And and it was when we were first switching to virtual programming. And I was like, I don't know, are people going to attend this virtual class? And she's like, no, Steve is awesome. He has great energy. He'll get everybody moving. And so um, Steve popped in and Raina led an awesome hitbox class. And that the rest was history. I love it. Steve. Ultra, ultra, ultra. He's a good guy to have around. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, we had a lot of eyes on us as a result of that. Um, and uh, just to add to what Allison was saying, I I have a, a special aunt, as all of you guys do. My mother has three brothers. Each one of them has married and they all had children. Everybody has a cousin or that aunt that's a little off the mark, you know, and uh, it's like really humane and environmentally conscious. You know what I'm talking about. We all have one in our family. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all about the plants and the animals. Uh, and we do Secret Santa. Like a lot of families do, you put a price cap on, and everybody buys it. So suddenly you pick a name out of a hat; it's all anonymous. You know, my aunt bought me a uh, a gray wolf. <laughs> I apparently saved a gray wolf somewhere in my name, which I thought was nice, right? And I know somebody else who, like, you know, named a star after their child some, you know, sure. some seven digit code sign for a star, and they put their kids name and said, "Oh, you're a star." And that's cool, but like. Everybody likes kids, no? So my call to action is next time you've got an office pool or a secret Santa or you, you, you draw your wacky aunt, like instead of maybe this year saving a gray wolf or naming a star or saving a flower, why don't you like make a kid more well? And that would be, I would be boss excited if I got a certificate for my under $50 office pool secret holiday thing. That in my name, four kids are going to get to experience yoga or boxing in a neighborhood that would not give them yoga or boxing in a school day for a month. I would think that that would be so amazing. Absolutely. Give the gift of wellness through Wellness for Everyone at wellnessforeveryone.com. Oh, first of all, I have a sea turtle. With that's named or something. I got a sea turtle once. Not not surprising that Steve and I would have these animal things. But of course, um, of course. And then also, I'm a little confused why you're doing Secret Santa with your family. Like, um, am I the only one that's confused here? Santa, Steve. uh, My mom, like, my mom was born Catholic, and mama. Mama went to church every week with uh, grandma, with Nana and Grandpa, uh, uh, and then Mama met Daddy, and Mama converted because Daddy's mother was very pushy and wouldn't attend <laughs> wedding, and Mama didn't. So right. Mommy became Jewish before they got married on the books, and so we were born of Jewish children, of course. Oh, my dad had to switch religions for my mom. Is this like a seriously? Is this like a normal thing, or is this like a Long Island thing? You know, maybe. Oh gosh, I love it. Um, that is such a great idea, though, and I hope that you know going forward. I know that we we shouldn't talk about the holidays, even though it's like seven months out. I mean, we, <laughs> not who's, who's to say that it's not coming up, but that is a How really about your friend's birthday. Great idea. I am healthy children. oh i love it i love it allison please tell us all of the the website the social media handles everywhere we could find information and uh, disseminate that to our listeners even though we're going to pump it on our end either way go sure so website is wellness number four every number one dot com Facebook is going to be the same handle, wellness number four, every number one. Instagram takes people a minute because we used F-O-R. So it's wellness, F-O-R for every, the number one. Um, maybe one day we'll get the other account. <laughs> <laughs> we, we own, we copyrighted, like we own the rights to wellness number four, every number one, but I, we couldn't get it on Instagram. So Instagram is wellness 
F-O-R, every number one. Got it. Got it. Right. And then now you're, you know, you're found on uh, the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast. So we'll share the heck out of this for everyone who needs to, you know, get a little more motivated and learn right. about this. Everybody making their Christmas list. Or, or Hanukkah uh, list. Yeah. Whatever. Or Kwanzaa list. Get or it out there. Festivus for the rest of us. This is great. So, Allison, thank you so much for coming on here and educating our listeners. Steve. As always, it's always an absolute pleasure um, to have you Pleasure's back. Pleasure's always mine. So um, before we go today, let's um, – Steve, you've got to have like a good little story for us. <laughs> you've got to have some sort of like chaos or something to offer the listeners because, you know, you always have to get into something crazy. Well, chaos is – chaos is, is, is a way of life. You don't just leave it behind. You either live – you live in the cyclone. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, there's, 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 there's always something. I've got a toddler. There, how could there not be chaos in my house? There's, there are things that are thrown and there are limits that are tested consistently and all. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm building the plane while I'm flying like every other first time parent learning on the job. So that's fun. And then, you know, I've got this company that wants me to help them work with whole body electromuscular stimulation suits for fitness performance and uh, you know, it's shockingly effective. I like to say, um, get it. Cause it's electro yeah. muscle stimulation. Uh-huh. So shocking. Uh-huh. Uh, and <laughs> you know, there's, there's always a few, a few irons out, but the chaos is just controlling the winds around me and moving in the, in the grooving. And right now wellness for everyone is my, is my main groove. It's my main squeeze. And I'm just really excited about the affects and the effects we will have in the near future together. Awesome. Allison, it is a pleasure. Last, last, last remark, Allison, last golden nugget go. I mean, my final thought is going to be Right now, there's a lot going on in the world. I I don't think a lot of people are ready to think about the holidays yet, but I know that there's a lot of people feeling like they want to do something. And I feel like this is a great way that literally, if you donate to us this month, it will be implemented within weeks and we will tell you where it went and who it went to. So if you are feeling called to do something that's going to make a difference, we can make that happen together. And it just continues to grow the more people um, that are aware of what's going on and also the impact that it can have. So thank you for helping us spread the message of the work that we're doing together. And um, hopefully we can get some more listeners involved in this movement. Here, here. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.